Well, hello, this is Gary, and you're listening to Thinking Out Loud. This podcast recorded Wednesday, October 5th, 2022. The last few days, a few more books have been uh, published about the Trump thing, focusing on different aspects. The Haberman book is more the backstory. Who is this Trump guy? What's the story behind that guy? How did he come to be? Why do we know his name? How did he become relevant? Even though, but fully dotting the I's and crossing the T's, a big old 900-page book. Like, kind of everything I've been saying for, well, really decades now, you know. He was, he was this famous con man guy. So, But it, like, goes behind the scenes and stuff. In real life, you know, the interviews, the, the nuts and bolts of, of, you know, the actual meat on the bone of what is really going on there, you know, leading up to the presidency. And then there's another book. So that's like Confidence Man by Haberman. And then there's the other one by the uh, uh, Todd, Todd Baker, is that his name? And then his wife, journalist, husband and wife team. Theirs was, shit, I forget what the title of that one is. But that's focused purely on day one of the Donald Trump presidency through the last day. A big old book just purely about those four years. There's been d- different books about different themes and aspects of the Trump thing. Um, in a democracy where you have freedom of speech, it becomes imperative when fascism starts rising for journalists, associated press, regular people to speak out. That's the only way you can repel fascism. You can't repel violence with violence. You don't. It's like... Like I said, the line from Blazing Saddles, you know, oh, don't shoot Mongol, you'll only make him mad. You know, that that's fascism. Fascism is Mongol. Stupid, easily manipulated, and does real violent, dumb things, but is capable of better if, if you can find a way for them to redeem themselves. You know, MAGA is certainly that. You know, Mongol and Blazing Saddles is a bad guy in the beginning. Oh, fuck that shit. There's Mongol. Boom, 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 boom. You know, and he's just this big, dumb, easily manipulated dude that just causes destruction and wreaks havoc. But when the when the side of good embraces Mongol, then Mongol starts doing some good stuff. Mongol, simply pawn in game of life. <laughs> and like... I mean, that's that's MAGA. You know, quite powerful they are. They have a ton of power, but it's it's a power that can be misdirected and, and manipulated by uh, very concentrated, powerful interests, people that can benefit by manipulating others. You get a bunch of folks real riled up about abortion and gay marriage and Latinos speaking Spanish walking across the desert about Muslims just in general about people who think certain things and you know just kind of lots of rhetoric get people fired up angry against their neighbor wanting to cause violence towards other and you just get them real fired up and angry so that they'll vote for you and then cut taxes for the wealthy corporations which the republican party did five and a half years ago it was the crowning achievement of their careers for many of them but uh, 
again, it's that uh, theme of like, yep, but it's all out in the open and it's just getting more and more crystallized. Yeah, you're still supporting them on. You're, if you're still supporting Trumpism to this day, you are on the wrong side of history. It's not a left or right or Democrat Republican thing. No, no, no. Yeah, you can't keep hiding behind that. You can't keep pretending that the Republican Party is the organization you must vote for because Jesus told you so. That that is not the truth, you, you know. And you know it isn't. So that we got to find a way. For those folks that profess that that is what it must be, it states that in the Bible, thou shall vote Republican. There are like literally people that think that. We, we got to find a way to stir that up a little bit or jostle that kind of thinking. Because uh, the modern day Republican Party and its senior leadership and what they are for, what they endorsed, uh, certainly isn't Christian values by a long shot. But there's this powerful group of wealthy white people that have kind of risen up through the religion and stuff and sort of embraced a very particular interpretation. And they've been able to kind of fan the flames of that very particular interpretation, like wealth gospels and stuff. You, you should accumulate massive amounts of material wealth in this mortal life. And even to the point where some pastors will convince their congregation to donate massive amounts of money, and then the pastors use that for their own personal benefit, living a lavish life, flying in private jets and living in a mansion and the, the whole works. It's like, what the fuck? But because it, the church is structured tax differently, that the, you know, the, all those monies get taxed differently that's going to the pastor. So it's a weird time. You know, there, there's... A, a corruption because of power and stuff, it, it takes many forms, you know, and uh, the Trump ideology doesn't grow and become more powerful if there aren't, like, millions of people embracing it, millions of other people, like, living similar kinds of ethos, have similar kinds of ideas about life, what it means to be human. Trump always had a pretty dark, menacing, kind of sociopathic view of life. Win at all costs kind of thing. And many people just embrace that kind of thing, that kind of life mindset. Even though, is if they're not him, then then they may, may very well be the losers. Even if they're the strongest supporters of him, they actually may very well be the biggest losers. You know. Yeah, because they, like money's being taken directly out of their check to pay f so that that guy that they voted for can go golfing at a resort that he owns. Like they paid for that proudly, you know, promised them the building of a wall in the desert. And the first thing he signed into law was lowering the tax rate for wealthy people and corporations. He promised authoritarianism, fascism, corruption, and he did indeed act corruptly. The Republican Party made it clear that they were okay with such things. Yes, he abused his power, but he gets to keep his job. We want to give him a promotion. That's what they said in so many words. Yeah. It's okay for him to abuse his power because... Well, he's wealthy and white, and he's got an R next to his name, and he and he signed a tax bill into law that lowered the tax rate for wealthy people and corporations, and that is the Republican Party's primary objective. 
and they'll achieve it by any means necessary. The strange thing gets into some of the Republican Party's efforts to limit the ability to vote, which ends up in some cases, because there's this perception that everyone who mails in a vote or does some sort of non-traditional way of voting is, is always 100% Democrat, and that's what Fox News presents. But there's plenty of people that vote Republican who live in rural areas who mail in their ballot or whatever, you know. Like, I lived on San Juan Island for a while on an island. Yeah, there's lots of Republicans there. So the Republican efforts to limit the ability to vote does end up biting them in the ass, too. You know, it, it limits the ability of actual MAGA voters, too, Republican voters, to vote. Because it's... People vote in all kinds of ways, no matter what their political affiliation is. It's vote, The right to vote is the right to vote. But it says something about their, their like, attempts to try to... Because that's what they think, though. They genuinely think that, well, like, if you allow the masses to vote, then, like, it'll be more Democrats. But it's not necessarily so. It just means more people will vote. And the results will work themselves out. It, it may very well be there might be more Democrats. Cause... But the Democrats leave a lot to be desired. And some people vote Republican just because. Whatever. And some people genuinely vote candidate to candidate. You know? But... I mean, it's, this country is at a precarious point because I think uh, huge portions of the populace are still kind of asleep or jaded or not really paying that much attention. Uh, there's two organizations representing our interest. One has embraced, fully embraced fascism for several years now, has doubled down many times since then, is by and large either, you know, unwilling to be critical of it or vehemently, passionately for it, you know, with a few handful of exceptions who have held the line of moderate conservatism and and didn't drift any further and have been holding the line you know kinzinger and the republican party they're few and far between those that actually stood up to trumpism while still keeping the r next to the name still running for re-election not just resigning because the organization is deciding to go in a different direction not just hey can you make it on your own can you or can you make it as a as a Republican that's not MAGA? In the modern world, no. You gotta embrace MAGA. The only way to embrace MAGA though is to alienate the masses. Because that's the thing with MAGA. They're the ones that believe, you know, BS. But news can't present it that way. They have to be kind at all times and kind of bend over backwards to like find some way to legitimize in some way or form or like bipartisanship you know the republican position even though no they're the organization that picked donald john trump he was a con man that was already known before but the books that are now coming out about it just dots the i's and crosses the t's but it's all stuff that was already known you know really it's not a mystery for whatever reason millions of people didn't know that though why? Well, because of media. You know, the media kept propping this guy up. You know, for whatever reason. You know, a producer of a game show was a fan of his book, and so made Donald Trump the star of his show, his TV show, a game show. The Apprentice was not reality television. What the fuck is reality television anyway? It's not reality. It's you know, I mean, it's a, it's a, 
closer version or something. It's closer to something resembling a documentary reality TV. But The Apprentice wasn't even that, really. Certain segments were kind of where the camera just rolls on these people in these weird situations. Trump was usually not in that part, though. He was he was in the very tightly controlled, you know, TV pro production part. Highly edited, scripted, you know, to present a certain image. Man, it was so frustrating when that show was a hit. Trying to explain to people at the time, like, no, he's not successful. Like, why is this a thing? Why is the show growing in popularity? It was so frustrating. In my 20s, business major in college, and that fucking idiot who was done. Just a few years prior, he was done. He was over. But some guy wants to revive his career because he likes his book. He likes the kind of ideology that Trump represents. He digs it. He thinks it's cool. Maybe it's how he got to his post, by being just ruthless and not giving a fuck about anything except making more money. So he respects that kind of ideology. Those tend to be the people that are real diehards, you know, and, and really rise up through the ranks or fellow like-minded people like Trump. They're willing to do anything to make more money. They don't really care who they fuck over. They don't really care what the risk to national security is. You know, some of Trump's closest advisors were that, admit that, criteria right there, where they were willing to engage in things to propel their own personal power, even though it might risk national security. Trump himself certainly falls into this. He stole government documents and then lied about returning them, uh, which is a crime. It's like a crime that we already know he's guilty of, but he hasn't been charged yet, so technically he's not guilty yet, but he, he was caught committing a crime. His defense weren't defenses they were just his old mo of kicking the can down a few weeks that's what he's accustomed to doing and usually it works you just delay long enough that eventually the other side settles but th this isn't a civil suit that he's involved in with, with the united states government and him stealing government documents not returning them right away and then lying about returning them when he returned some he had his lawyer say he returned all of them he didn't that's called obstruction of justice. So it's like, it, yeah, he's a wealthy white guy, and he also became the president, but he did break the law. So we all know that he broke the law, but he hasn't been even charged with the crime yet. There's just cases pending. That is just one case. He was also co-conspirator number one. Co-conspirator number two went to jail, federal prison. Co-conspirator number two, Michael Cohen, went to prison because he was engaged in actions that Donald Trump specifically told him to do. But co-conspirator number one, Donald John Trump, has received no penalty yet. But the guy that he told to do stuff, he did indeed go to jail. Same with January 6th. Donald Trump told his followers to commit crimes on his behalf, and many of them did. They committed crimes and were caught on TV. A pretty open-shut case for many of them. And uh, many of them were sentenced and are now serving time in prison because, you know, they broke the law. We all saw it. They attempted to overthrow the government of the United States of America. The fact that an old racist white guy who happened to be the president at the time told them to do it was not a legitimate defense. Yeah. I understand, folks. Yeah, millions of folks thought Donald Trump was a successful businessman. 
and so they voted for him to be president. The Republican Party assumed correctly that if enough folks voted for him, you know, they could still get their normal, a decent number of Republican voters, and then they could certainly cut taxes for the wealthy and such. Republican leadership was certainly more than willing to talk all kinds of things, promise, make all kinds of promises, bemoan everything that was not their ideology, alienate the masses, in order to cut taxes for the wealthy and corporations. Again, crowning achievement of their careers. It's important to understand that. That's why it's mentioned often. Jim Ryan himself, former Speaker of the House of the Republican Party, referred to cutting taxes for the wealthy and corporations, crowning achievement of, of his career. It's important to understand when discussing the wealthy and the corporations owned by the wealthy, big mass corporations, what this specific group is. It's a very small group of people. And it's basically among that group, not a, not 100% of them are super concerned about lowering their tax rate. Many within that upper affluent class know how to pay their tax bill easily while maintaining an extremely affluent life. It's no big deal. Many of them, if they had to pay a marginal tax, it would be of little concern. They would be able to pay it. As money comes in, they would just allocate certain things. Even if they're an I-9 employee or making money through capital gains, they can afford a wealth advisor and a good CPA to take care of that for them. As the money's coming in, they just sort of defer some to basically pay their tax bill right away or whatever. They, there's ways to work it out for those in the wealthy affluent class. Whatever their tax rate is, they'll still be wealthy. There's this certain kind of perception, though, in the way it's presented on Fox News and stuff that are very much passionate about defending those very particular people's interests. Extremely affluent folks. You know, Republican Party bends over backwards to protect millionaires and billionaires. There's all kinds of uh, socialism for the uber-wealthy class. All kinds of preventative member measures to prevent them from falling from their position. Despite themselves. You know, like there, there's some that almost seem determined to find a way to, to be knocked off their post. And they almost, it just like can't be done. Like they can't fall off. You know, Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall and he just kept sitting there. Even though he was knocked off, he just put the, you know, the wall just widened so that he would just roll around a bit and never fall off or something. You know, and that's Trump. Colossal failures over and over and over again, but just always wealthy no matter what. In some cases, living extravagantly wealthy, flying around private jets and the whole works, and not even paying taxes. You know, like, what? <laughs> how, do, how is that a thing? But we just sort of allow it. And some people, beyond that, beyond just allowing it, they, they like respect it and, and think it's like noble or something. Yeah. Trickle-down economics still a thing of the Republican Party. It's still their main economic platform. And they're unapologetic about it, really. They, they lean into it. They, they kind of sort of pretend to give a shit about regular working class people from time to time. 
Like Kevin McCarthy has a little pamphlet in his back pocket that he pulls out and said, here's our plan. Here's, it's a couple sheets of something written down, scribbled down that he held in his back pocket. That That's his plan for America. They don't have a plan. <laughs> they they got to say stuff during the campaign to convince people to vote for him. But, you know, coming up with an actual plan is not really important. It's just purely rhetoric is what works for those folks. However, it doesn't work for the masses. But again, they don't need the masses. They don't need majority support to maintain a majority control in the Senate or to get something pretty close to it. And there's like filibusters and weird shit where there's certain things that they like end up requiring a supermajority, even though that's it shouldn't. You know, it should just be a majority. Certain things, unless you're re- repealing an amendment, it should just be a majority. You know, repealing amendment though, or making a new amendment, yeah, that that requires supermajority. You know, by reason. You know, you, you can't just have, especially with the Senate which is screwy it's off it's we got to figure out we got to do something with like texas pennsylvania florida uh washington oregon california like illinois probably yeah blue states predominantly but high but also like purple states you know these big massive highly populated states big robust economies that are also very diverse a lot of political opinions they're not purely blue or red none of those states are purely one color that's how they're presented but none of them are that way washington is not a blue state that's so fucking stupid that it gets presented that way the only trump the only presidential rally i've ever been at was a fucking trump rally it was gig was a gig selling soda and concessions to mega folk it was in spokane washington and there was you know hundreds of people there there's tons and tons of republicans in washington state you know bunches of them and plenty of Republicans that get voted into office in Washington State. It's considered a blue state. Many people's perception of Washington State is probably just purely Seattle, purely a bunch of liberals and stuff. And it's like, no, 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 no. There's Western Washington, Eastern Washington, and they're two very different regions, totally different geographies. They're really two different states, you know. But there's a mountain range that divides the two. Same with Western... Oregon and Eastern Oregon. You also have a similar situation in Northern and Southern California. Dense population centers in different regions. Clear geographic divides, but it's all one big massive state that gets one you know, pair of senators. Two. California gets two. But North Dakota and South Dakota, Wyoming all get two apiece. Combined populations of those three states is probably less than the city of Los Angeles. You know, but... That imbalance can't go on forever, you know, like, there needs to be better investment in uh, environmental protection type things, and yeah, certain states have an even greater level of concern about that kind of stuff, yeah, because they're more, like, right on the forefront of it, but that's a, that's a, it is a thing that affects all of us, like, these big, robust economies drive the, the country, you know, certain rural red states yeah they rely on a lot of economic input that's coming to them from other states you know and they're predominantly quote-unquote blue states but there's blue states that have plenty of republicans living in them
What the wealthy is, though, the, the organization the Republican Party represents, Trump being their candidate in 2016, it was very, very symbolic, emblematic of what they truly are. He is the, the Republican Party's true constituency. And he was kind of the perfect candidate from for them because he was their true constituency, extremely wealthy white guy from New York, born into privilege, you know, able able to attend Ivy League schools, not because he was smart, but because he was wealthy, and that's how he got in. Most normal people, especially people of who are minority from a city or something, the only way they get into Stanford, say, if you're from Compton, is not by being a really good athlete. That helps because Stanford doesn't give athletic scholarships. You know, you have to be a, an amazing student, really bright, to be able to get into Stanford, especially if you're from Compton and from humble beginnings, no matter how good you are at football. Richard Sherman, you know. And many other players that went on to play at Stanford and then played in the NFL. And, like, find out one of the most inspiring stories, you know. Dude from Compton, California. Goes on to Stanford. Graduates from Stanford and then goes on to have a nice career in the NFL. Far more inspiring story, I would say, than... Wealthy white asshole born into privilege uses his money to fuck people over for decades. Fully out in the open but only becomes more and more famous. And because he's so famous, he's able to make greater value from the fame. But every time there's a new income source from the heightened fame, he always blows through the money quick enough. Some failed business venture, you know, soon, shortly after starting up a new one, it, it's bankrupt again, and various scandals and nonsense. It just seems incapable of doing anything even remotely humane and decent. You know, he's just, it, it's awkward for him, you know, and, but he just gets rewarded anyway, you know, but he, he very much is, is the true Republican constituency. People born, wealthy white people born into privilege. That's their true constituency. The owners of the economy. What happened shortly after the Republicans cut taxes for the wealthy? The, the wealthiest people in this country, billionaires with a B, each one billion is 1,000 millions. Yep. Their estates increased in value by billions. During that time, one million Americans died from an airborne illness. An airborne illness that Donald John Trump said you could be, get cured from. If you drink bleach, no, that wasn't a comedic bit that he did. No, he wasn't joking. He really is that fucking stupid and arrogant because he never apologized for it. He never said the statement he made was incorrect, false. It's also the stranglehold that he has on his followers because there's many of the people that supported him that found some way to justify what the fuck he said. He told people to drink bleach. What the fuck? God, that was embarrassing. Real live adults trying to justify what that stupid fucking idiot said. Like, good God. That was years ago now or whatever the fuck. Like, he was such a profoundly stupid man the whole fucking time, you know? And just racist and dumb. Corrupt. The whole fucking time. 
you know that's why he was famous that's why we knew his name you know what is with people like it's not a fucking political issue how the fuck did that become a thing knowing that donald trump is a fucking idiot con man guy is a political statement now wow you know what an embarrassment you know it's just it's a disappointing time the last many years and there's hope but it's also like fuck we got a lot of people with their heads up their ass man you know thinking this is some kind of liberal conservative thing knowing that Donald John Trump is a fucking con man he was a fucking game show host at the time that the Republican Party nominated him he was about to lose his job though as a game show host because he was saying racist stupid shit but that was kind of a classic MO with the guy he would say racist, dumb things. One time, when I was a kid, I remember it vividly. I remember the story vividly. I remember be- getting angered by it. At him. <laughs> the anger that he was trying to make me feel towards other people did not work. I saw through it. it. It was so transparent. I didn't have to be told that it was wrong. You know what I mean? Him accused... Him buying an ad in the New York Post or whatever it was demanding the death penalty be brought back the Central Park 5 incident five teenagers were accused of a crime Donald Trump knew they were guilty talked about it on air and and fully out in public he knew they were guilty why because of what they looked like he was a racist old fucking white guy way back then I was a fucking child and knew that. He was saying things about children, basically. Very young men that he just knew they were guilty because of what they looked like. They looked like just friends of mine that they were just a bit older or something, you know? And here he is saying they need to be executed. They didn't even commit the fucking crime. They hadn't even been... Some of them were wrongly convicted. criminal justice system is uh, not balanced. It is skewed and uh, picks on certain people. And Donald Trump likes that. And that was always part of his ideology. I have no idea why so many fucking white people never knew that. But maybe they did. And that's why they liked him. But they know that it's wrong. So they say the, I'm not a racist. And then, you know, they shit out some racist dumb shit excuse for supporting Donald John Trump, a famous racist. Maybe they'll point out the fact that many times on stage behind Donald Trump there'll be some black folk with the blacks for Trump in white shirt. You know. Right. Great. Yeah, so that, that, that clears everything then. Yeah. Uh-huh. Him never apologizing or asking forgiveness for any of the racist shit he's done over the years. Like accusing a man of not being born in America because of what his skin color is and what he looked like. Donald John Trump did that. It was the cornerstone of his fucking campaign. What's your excuse for that again? Oh yeah, Benghazi, Hillary Clinton, socialist agenda. (laughs) So in other words, you excuse it. You're pro that kind of thing. Questioning a person's true citizenship because of what they look like. You're into that. 
You support Donald John Trump, a famous racist fucking idiot. How the fuck do you not know that's what he was the whole fucking time? Come on now. It was one thing to not know in 2016. Holy shit, it's 2022. It's October. Come on now. Yeah, and yep, I get it. You've been lifelong Republican, but that organization picked him twice. They acknowledged on the record that he abused his power and they picked him again anyway. You know why? Because they know they can manipulate you. <laughs> You'll do anything. Holy shit. Fuck, they, they, they can brag about the fact that they're cutting taxes for the wealthy and corporations after promising the building you of a wall. You know, they can celebrate it. They, they can rub our noses in the fact that, yep, they're going to give wealthy people more money crazy wealthy people, like people that are in the <laughs> exponentially more wealthy than the vast majority of us, you know, they own the economy. Now they need more. Republican party had the power to do that because they were promising people a wall in the middle of the desert. Now the masses were like, that's really fucking stupid because it is, you know, it's really dumb. The actual, you know, border is in the middle of the fucking desert, you know, and certain parts it's like, you know, it's closer. There's like urban centers and stuff. And that's where you have more of like what's already there, you know, a, a, a crossing area because, you know, humans are migratory species and we like to roam around the planet that we live on. That's round why the fuck does it matter what your citizenship is? <laughs> well, you're from Mexico, so you ain't allowed to come in here because you don't have your paperwork yet. <sighs> but forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. <laughs> that mental gymnastics, man, it's it's a fascinating thing in this country, you know? The people that get real passionate about court and all kinds of stuff, and then it's like, well, why are you doing that then, you know? proud proclaimer of the teachings of Jesus. Why are you supporting Donald John Trump? What is your excuse? It's Benghazi, Hillary Clinton, socialized medicine. That doesn't make any sense. How does your defense of supporting Trump have anything to do with Democrats and shit? Like, why is that? How is that an excuse? Like, what? You know what you're doing is wrong. He's not the one you're supposed to be supporting. Proudly proclaiming to be a follower of the teachings of Jesus. Like, he's not it. Trump's not it. Like, he's he's the opposite. Like, kind of no duh. He leans into it pretty heavily. He's got a nice suit. I get it. He's got his name in tall buildings and shit. But come on now. What are you doing? You know? Why are you doing that? Remember, counselor I used to work with back in the day, he would ask the campers that a lot of time if they were doing something kind of dumb that was breaking the rules. Why are you doing that? And they would say, I don't know. Well, I don't know either. But they would they would get it and kind of click, you know. Don't do the dumb thing, you know. Do the positive good thing. Brace for that. Supporting Donald John Trump and Trumpism in October of 2022 in the United States of America is a very dumb thing to be doing. Okay? A dumb response is to start blabbering about one of the other options. 
We do not have only two political organizations in this country. I know it's presented that way, and you've been trained to believe that. Hence, your auto response is, No, there's others. So if you're conservative, I don't want to pay taxes, or not very much in taxes and stuff. Libertarian. Google. Libertarian. Okay? If for whatever reason, Fox News can't talk about them because they have to get people, like, confused and jostled, and they got to manipulate them because the core objective of the Republican Party, the organization Fox News is going to convince millions of people to vote for, that organization's core objective among its senior leadership is to protect the interests of the wealthy and the extremely powerful. Yeah, people with millions and billions of dollars, making sure their tax rate is less so that they can gain more control of the economy, which they do indeed do. Yeah, billions are billions. That's a lot of fucking money. You know, the average home price is certainly not one million, you know. But if you have thousands of millions, that's a shit ton of money. That's a shit ton of power that you have. You can literally buy communities outright. And it's barely even a dent. The Republican Party is the organization that protects that very particular group of people's interests. They are not a collective. They're just, and they're not the entirety of the wealthy, affluent class. They just are people who are very wealthy, have little to any constraints on their behavior, and are accustomed to that kind of thing. So they just tend to have a very particular mindset and ethos. Sometimes there's, you know, meeting amongst those types. Sometimes there isn't. Sometimes it's just they happen to be like-minded. So they're paying towards the same thing, putting money into the same super PAC. And those super, super PACs have very particular objectives, which are, you know, protect the interests of the wealthy. In order to do that, that's where the messaging, and there's a lot of investment that goes into that. It's a big, massive machine that has to kind of churn out all kinds of stuff to convince people to vote for an organization that's primary objective is going to have zero to any benefit for the masses of people voting for it. Yeah. Cutting taxes for the wealthy and corporations benefits wealthy people and the corporations owned by those wealthy people. The primary people that will benefit within the corporation, top executives, senior level level leadership, and, you know, the owners of the corporation. They'll get bigger dividends and such. Workers, do they get more benefits and higher pay? No. Why would that happen? That's not the corporation's objective. That's not its purpose for existing. It's so that the owners can accrue more profit and greater revenue and stuff with less financial liability to the company. That's zero, really, personal liability. They simply own the entity. So they can uh, receive lots of benefit, but less exposure to, you know, lawsuits and stuff like that. You know, the corporation is 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 a separate entity unto itself. So, that's really its purpose. It's just to reduce liability for owners. The greatest level of exposure is going to be a sole, sole proprietorship. Because then it's just you. And so you, as an individual, can be sued for anything that you're 
operating on as a sole proprietorship. But once you get uh, you know, different levels of structuring, then you have less exposure. And that's the whole purpose for a corporation existing. But, you know, time has passed since corporations have come to be and stuff. And uh, there's different ways of digital monies and stuff. And the amount of digital money that exists is, may very well be even more than what the actual amount of physical money there actually is. You know, it's too much power for a small, tiny group. Yeah, way too much. They have the ability to collapse things, and they have also have certainly threatened to do that very thing. You know, like if their tax rate goes up, they're going to raise the price level, deliberately cause inflation because their profit margin might be affected. They, they become to a very particular, accustomed to a very particular profit margin, a very particular way of life, doing very particular activities nothing in, in many cases, you know, or, or at least in some cases, maybe pretending to do something, but for some of them, that that's just too much work. So it's, it's don't even really bother with the pretending, just live a life of luxury. There's an ever increasing estate value. Um, and then use some of that money to pay off politicians so that they lower your tax rate, even though it's not necessary. Even though you can consult with your wealth advisor and CPA to work out how to be philanthropic, how to live luxuriously and all that kind of thing, and to easily pay your tax bill even when it gets into the marginal tax rate. It's no big deal, even if you're a billionaire. It's not really, it's just numbers. But that machine has been able to convince millions of working class folk, people that work for an hourly wage, to fight against Marginal taxes, wealth taxes, estate taxes, all three of them combined affect a few thousand people. Amount of money generated, massive. Doesn't mean that type, you know, few thousand people become poor or even middle class or even upper middle class. No, 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 no. No, they're still quite wealthy. Now, if they're stupid, they could lose their position. But their, their values of their estates going down doesn't mean that they become poor. It, it doesn't even mean that they lose their stop at their position at the top. You know, a billionaire, like a person who's worth $20 billion, their, their net worth going down to $726 million means they're still in the top tenth of a percent of wealth in this country. They just had a massive hit to their portfolio. So Fucking what? It doesn't even matter. Yeah. So with all that money they lost, with a net value now of only, quote-unquote, 700 and something million, all that money they lost, you know, they, they, they were at 30 billion, and now they're only at 700 and something million. Could they secure something that pays them, say, you know, I, I don't know, 500, yeah, like 500,000 a month, an annuity that pays them $500,000 a month forever? Yeah. Of course, that would be a pretty easy investment. Could you live off $500,000 a month forever? Could you find a way to make ends meet? I mean, yeah, they just had a, such a colossal hit to their portfolio. They lost like 90% or something, whatever whatever the percentage. I'm not going to try to do it in math in my head there real quick. But say $50 billion all the way down, so 50,000 million. In other words, 50 billion, 50,000 millions. That's a lot of millions. And now you're all the way down to just only... 780 million, quote unquote. Yeah. 
So now you just invest, you, you take a portion of that, not even all of it, just a portion of it and buy an annuity, a real moderate low risk annuity. And it's now going to pay a, a steady allowance of $500,000 a month. You know what you choose to do with it and hopefully that's enough for you to make ends meet. I don't know if you're going to make it yet. So yeah, that that's though the top 2%. That's like the range of incomes. They're insane, the differences and how much they jump. And it's also insane, like, the income levels that they're at. And then people who are nowhere near that are fighting on those wealthy folks' behalf. But that's the, the power of money and messaging and all that kind of stuff. That you can manipulate people. And that's what too many in the wealthy, affluent class have done. Certainly not all. I mean, there's plenty of, again, there's plenty of wealthy people in the top 2%, top even few tenths of a percent, that have zero concern at all at paying a marginal tax. They're, they don't, they're probably like, why would I be worried about that? You know, if you are, especially ones that are already well-established, they already own their multi-million dollar home and their several fancy luxury cars and all that sort of thing. They already own their yacht outright. They already have various annuities that are paying them an allowance of three, four hundred thousand dollars a month or whatever the heck to cover various quote unquote living expenses. That's all already set up. You know, they know that the revenue coming to them each year is just kind of a bonus. It's extra, you know, it's fluff. They know that. So they know that they're there's a certain amount of luck in being in the position that they're in. Yes, a lot of hard work and being in the right place in the right time and all that sort of thing. But there's a certain system in place, you know, that certain loopholes in the machine that allow certain people in certain very specific positions to just have money that just pours into them directly upward. You know, there's all kinds of like things that aren't being taken care of, aren't being repaired, aren't being fixed. You know, real basic foundational type stuff, societal things that need to be done that we just sort of like skip over and then just transfer the money not spent on set expense as revenue and profit to the wealthy affluent class. Plenty of smart affluent people in the wealthy top 2% that understand that dynamic and thus have zero concern whatsoever at paying an appropriate tax bill. Warren Buffett has even been one that's kind of champion like trying to, you know, but I'm sure there's various levels of inner turmoil there. I'm sure if you're a billionaire and that becomes your thing, maybe certain level, but I doubt a person like that has really any real true concern at not being a billionaire anymore. He would have to, he would have to choose to not be a billionaire if he didn't want to be a billionaire anymore, give massive funds away, but you would have to go out of your way, you know? some real basic, very low risk, moderate investments, especially when you already have that type of, you know, ever accruing estate, ownership stake and various things. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, the entity kind of runs itself to a certain degree. Now, because the Republican Party's main objective is protecting the interests of that very particular type of group, you know, the individual that's got a net worth of, you know, $787 million and they got the annuity that's paying them $500,000 a month. They were at $50 billion, 
but then they lost a shit ton of money, even made the papers and stuff, you know, like, oh my god, they lost their position, but now they're all the way down to 780 million, so they have an allowance of 500,000 a month in virtually tax-free income, because it's an annuity, they're taxed at a very low rate, since that is the group of people the Republican Party is truly representing, it, it has to find various ways to, you know, get at least a decent percentage of folks that'll vote for them. You know, we are a democracy. So they have a kind of a variety of methods there. So it's a combination of kind of like real intense, like engaging in social issues and real demonizing a wide cross-section of other Americans that are against, you know, tax cuts for the wealthy and tax cuts for corporations and don't like, you know, a government treading on people, you know, and suppressing individual liberty. You know, I'm very pro-individual liberty, which is one of the main reasons I speak out against the Republican Party. It is ironic that they use that as their motto, but that's not what they are, though. Saying it is one thing, like, we're individual liberty, but then creating a law that says, if you go to the doctor and we found, find out why, we're, we're going to throw you in jail. If we catch you growing or selling a particular type of plant, we're going to put you in jail. That's that's not individual liberty. You believing the plant is bad is you expressing your individual liberty. You saying stuff. That's exercising free speech. Welcome to individual liberty. You're allowed to think what you want about it. Okay. But you creating a law that says that because I believe that plant is wrong, you're going to go to jail. That's suppressing individual that other person's individual liberty. And that's that's the part that a lot of people get confused by with the individual liberty and then voting Republican thing. Because it's like, they think their individual liberty is being suppressed because they believe certain stuff and there isn't a law enforcing their belief. That means their individual liberty is being suppressed. But no, you're still allowed to believe what you want. You're still allowed to exercise your free speech. You're still allowed to buy billboards and stuff. You believe stuff, so say what you believe. Go ahead. But you don't get to control other people, though, and suppress their individual liberty. Like it, it, it goes both ways. It's not just your individual liberty. It's all people's individual liberty. Are they small government? Well, no, no, no. Massive spending on the military-industrial complex. You know, massive amounts of time and energy. Meddling in people's personal affairs. You know, a massive uh, prison complex that they uh, supported and endorsed and stuff, Democrats, some Democrats have gone along with that kind of shit too, but, you know, the war on drugs, massive government, you know, the promising of a big massive wall in the middle of the desert that's going to cost billions of dollars, that is big government, talk about big government, holy shit, Patriot Act, years ago, that was big government, very meddling, their entire platform is really big government meddling, suppressing individual liberty under the guise of being the opposite, but it, it's not, you know, they're the organization that had a very cruel and oppressive and vindictive view of immigration, the Christian values party, no, that's not what they are, how did they get away with that still, why is it like stated as a fact that that's what they are? That's weird, because they're not that. There's a lot of them that profess to be, 
because it's politically advantageous to be so, you know, but forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us means you need some better explanation with the term illegal immigrant. What the fuck does that, you will like, you should almost sound like a radical or something if you're truly professing to be a follower of Jesus. You should, I mean, the early followers had to be pretty discreet because, well, you know, he was publicly executed along with other people during that time. It was a very vindictive and cruel government that would uh, execute people for saying stuff. It, yeah, it, you know, so ideally... We don't want that type of government to be in place. People should be able to be who they are, you know. Certainly not face public execution for saying stuff and providing hope, you know. But uh, that's the kind of world it was back then, and remnants of that still exist. I'm kind of embracing a violent impression. Subjugation of not just action, but thought. Republican Party is very pro, like, dictating to people how they need to think about the world. They have certainly many of its arduous supporters that are pro-banning books, you know. And when confronted on it, many Republican leadership, knowing that some of their supporters are into that kind of thing, will be wishy-washy about the subject. And Because it's they, they have to find the, the most politically advantageous thing to their career to say. You know, and sometimes it's just pure calculus. Okay, I might alienate 60%, but that 40% are just going to be that much more into me. And that was kind of the Trump thing, in a nutshell, really. You're going to alienate the masses, but the folks that are real into that kind of thing are going to get real amped up and excited. The folks that are real into, like, racist ideology and kind of a, a clown show circus feel to government that's like corrupt and stupid and doesn't give a fuck about anything and kind of just is violent towards other people for no good reason they were saying something so that you didn't like so just go ahead and punch them you know so yeah there's folks that are real into that kind of thing and that's what trump represented you know and that's what he was a champion of a real corrupt, kind of not-giving-a-fuck government that's going to cater to Donald John Trump and let him do whatever he wants. There's going to be raucous rallies where people yell stupid shit and dress up in costumes and stuff. And then, you know, a government that's corrupt and authoritarian and violent towards people that disagree with that kind of thing. And that's what he was promising all leading up to it. And millions of people voted for it. Now, he did finish in second place. That was the other thing. You know, he finished in second, but the news decided to declare him the winner anyway. They called him the president-elect election night, even though I remember watching the popular vote total there, and it's like, wait a minute. And I remember there's some outlets that were trying to cover it and give some angles there, like the electoral college vote has not happened yet. It's going to happen in a month. This is what we think it'll be, because he's... One, you know, each candidate has won these states. That's how many electoral college votes are in those states. So when the vote happens in a month, you know, most likely it'll be that. They are going to vote against the people and are going to instill Donald John Trump to be the president, even though he just lost. 
He finished in second place. Um, news presented it differently on election night. They called Donald John Trump the winner. Even though he was clearly and obviously in second place. He lost. But he won anyway. Man, it's like... It's like the M.O. of his entire fucking life. He loses, but he finds a way to win anyway. You know? The the game is rigged. But it, it ain't rigged against him. You know? It's all kinds of loopholes and preventative member, measures to make sure that guy stays on his post. I mean... Our country just doesn't have the stomach very often to knock people off from the highest when they are doing bad things. And when they're born into the top, they get to stay there. They have to do some pretty egregious things to be knocked off, to even, like, slip a bit, truly, you know. Because once you're over a certain amount, it, it it's all wealth. It's just, you have a net worth of $10 million, yeah, yeah, you're well beyond the median well, well beyond, but you're nowhere near a billionaire. But you're definitely in the top 2%. I mean, the, the top 2% is a massive range of incomes into itself. Just huge, massive estate values in those because they're ownership stakes in big, massive entities in some cases. Multinational conglomerates, you know, massive amounts of power and influence they have. And, uh, you see the results. It's coming to a head, though. I feel like the Republican Party in its modern form, it went too far. It's, um, and there's going to be a void there, and I think it might very well be maybe two or three that can hop in there. But I worry about, like, conservative replacements to something like the Republican Party, but the Tea Party really just needs to be its own separate thing, the Freedom Caucus its own separate thing, two distinct entities that have a small level of representation in the federal government, but that's more appropriate to the level of actual, you know, they have support they have nationwide, which isn't what they have in the Senate. You know, they're, they're overrepresented, that kind of thinking. I mean, it's there is a lot of that kind of thinking, but the you know the Fox viewership is is not 300 million or something. You know, there's a lot of people that watch Fox News, Sinclair Broadcasting, Infowars, Breitbart, OAN Network, whatever. You know, like there is a lot of people consuming that in those information sources. So many people that are consuming multiple ones from that group, you know, on a daily basis and stuff. So it's a good chunk of people that are getting their information from those sources. It, Sinclair Broadcasting is probably the one that's the most subtle and the one that people most casually accept. It's probably the one that many people are watching on a regular basis while not watching other ones. So maybe you're less in a stranglehold. But nonetheless, yeah, yeah, it's it's slightly more subtle. But, but if you don't watch it often and then watch it, it's like, oh my God. Damn it. <laughs> I told my parents this like uh, probably over a decade ago now, by now, and yeah, they never they never switched. Occasionally they do, and then they'll find the other channel boring because the other channel is not telling them what to think. Yep, it, it, it's not laying on the propaganda. That, that's what Sinclair Broadcasting does. Yeah, so they own a bunch of affiliates around the country, 
that's old news too though but again it, it's a big massive machine many layers of players and stuff you know how information got presented Donald Trump finishes in second place in 2016 election night he's declared president-elect because in a month when the electoral college vote is going to happen we think most likely they will vote this way and he'll get over 270 votes but on election night that vote hadn't happened yet it was 30 days later there was legit you know concern um, ideas on what to do like you know cuz he's Donald John Trump it's one thing when it, the show is going on and the, the Republican Party clearly doesn't give a fuck this year and whatever. He's Donald Trump's in an actual presidential debate. That's part of history now. Donald fucking Trump debating, if you want to call it that, Hillary Clinton. Really just being this hulking, weird, menacing, rude figure that's just clearly and obviously incompetent and capable of doing the job. Is he capable of being a third world dictator? Yeah, for a year or two until he gets assassinated. Because he would piss too many people off. You know, yeah, yeah. But, and that's how third world countries do that kind of thing. Banana republics and shit. Yeah, because he would get too power hungry and too oppressive. Too quick or something. Yeah, and, you know, try to kill off too many, like, close advisors and stuff. And then, yeah, yeah whatever. But, like... It was, it was just one thing when he was just kind of running and it was campaign. It was almost kind of like, you, you know, this is Republican. They want to scare us and news wants to scare us or something. It's like we're going to present him as a legitimate option. We're going to cover him a lot in the campaign and stuff. And it was all like, well, but yeah, but he can't win. He, he can't. He can't become the president, though, because like he's Donald John Trump. I, I get that millions of people don't know that he's a con man, but like. <laughs> he has known criminal ties and shit, and he's been sued hundreds of times, and, and he is a con man. Like, yeah, there's folks that'll argue to the nth degree otherwise and shit, but, but yeah, it's not a fucking political opinion, though. It was such a frustrating time, you know, because there was, it just happened in a wave, this building wave of pro-Trumpism, you know? He's saying racist, stupid shit, and now there's, like, more people that are like, Trump should be the president. Make Merg great again. It's like, oh, God. This country got, like, dumb fast. Like, wow, that happened fast. You know? Like, holy shit. There's big coliseums of people lining around the block, racing to get in to hear Donald Trump. What the fuck happened? Like... This building shit pile, fully out in the open, and then there's millions of people that thought it was a pile of diamonds, and just, like, ran towards it and started climbing in it, and like, what the fuck are you doing? It's a big pile of shit. Why do you think it's diamonds? What are you doing? And then they'd be climbing all over it, and then it's, you know, they'd kind of like, try to shake your hand or something like what the fuck man you got shit all over you you're just climbing on a pile of shit like 
you want me to be friendly with you, treat you with respect, respect your political views or something, <laughs> but you just proudly admitted that you're a Trump supporter. Like, how the fuck, what do you want me to, I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> like, you start arguing and getting feisty about it. It's like, yeah, I'm, so that's what he represents like just anger and violence and authoritarianism and just kind of arrogant stupidity and you're embracing it he's also a racist dumb fuck yeah and you don't know that huh okay yikes and it'll be the changing of the subject to like hillary clinton Benghazi, or socialized medicine some bullshit it's like what the fuck are you talking about you know why are you supporting an antichrist? Why do you not know that he is that? What is that about? Why do you not know that Donald John Trump's behavior is not appropriate for children to see? Why do you not know that? Why are there not more Trump supporters that understand that their children are very confused by the current era <laughs> and wonder why their parents are doing the wrong thing and probably wondering internally how to communicate that? You know, you have real live adults doing something stupid that you know is wrong, but you're a kid. What are you supposed to do? You know, I mean, they're, they're being un, un, unapologetic about it. You know, it's back in 2016, you got a bunch of folks screaming that a woman should be put in jail because she sent emails from a private. Oh, my gosh. Lock her up. Lock her up. You know, the, the, the true, you know, rationale behind it is, is really the her. Yeah, that's what it's really about. Did anything she did even come close to the kind of bullshit that Trump engaged in throughout his life? Oh, God, no. Goodness gracious. Yeah, you really got to comb through the record. And, and there's plenty of MAGA that have them on the fly. All kinds of these little tidbits. Hillary Clinton and... But then you kind of look further into it, like, oh, no, there's not a lot really there. What the fuck are you talking about? You know, but but it's because 100% of their sources are these, you know, way in the QAnon, oh, God, the, the rabbit holes that some fucking people decide to go down willingly. I mean, I've gone some, down some rabbit holes in my life, but uh, I don't know. I feel less uh, dangerous to others or something, you know. Like, like dating sites. That's the rabbit hole I'm going down currently. Quite the experience. Online dating. Online screening to decide whether to meet in public or not. Yeah, been going for quite a while. Quite a rabbit hole. Lots missed is want to be polite, sincere, and honest, and all that. So, but also wanna. Have to go on a date, you know? Jeez, it's a weird world. You can get a little lonely. It's nice to have a steady partner in life and all that kind of thing. But it can also be a little, you know, don't want to promise such things right off, you know? Don't know. I have no idea when it's just chatting online. It could sound like perfect. And one of the pictures all perfect and stuff, but meet in person and decide. Might find out pretty quick. Ah, yeah, I don't know. We're going to get along too long, I don't know, shit, but anyway, 
it's a weird time. Worry about this country. I don't know. Uh, you know, I mean, I honestly just don't really know how long it, this country is as a democracy. You know, if there, if there's too many that don't want it to be a democracy, then it ceases to be. One of the ways a democracy falls is it's just kind of voted away. <laughs> you know, you, you vote for people that don't want there to be democracy. They in, enact certain laws that make democracy more difficult start drifting further and away to a very different type of, you know, more autocratic type society where a, a ruling class decides who the leaders are, decides who, the, what the laws are, and and the people have little to any say. Or maybe they, they as a collective have a say in a certain aspect of a thing, but not really much in like who the actual people making the laws are. And uh, it seems like the modern day Republican Party is very into drifting in that very direction, making it more difficult to vote, not modernizing voting, uh, and making laws that really just cater to the interests of wealthy, making life among the, you know, the vast working class just more difficult, less investment in working class initiatives. That's, that's just not really what they're concerned with, you know. I think this is the idea about some of the progressive things is it's not really a specific ism, you know, a democratic society where you know, revenues are raised from various collection of various types of taxes. Taxes are used to pay for various public infrastructure projects, including hospitals, schools, roads, bridges, power grid, sort of basic foundational things of a society, you know, services that are needed by people need it you know how certain in their current form profit ventures continue to exist you know if there's public investment in said things really shouldn't be a primary concern of government officials how do we make sure that certain types of banking institutions certain types of health insurance companies certain types of pharmaceutical industries certain types of coal oil gas fossil fuels how do these very specific sectors of the economy continue to remain profitable? I, I think while still saying it all the time, they're promoting macro growth. It's like, if you're worried solely about the macro, then stop worrying so much about very particular groups of businesses maintaining their current profit margin. You know, health insurance companies are unable to dif differentiate their product. Many of them will go through financial hardship if healthcare becomes a right, meaning tax revenues collected in various forms, part of those revenues are used to cover the cost of hospitals and highly trained medical staff that work at said hospitals, paramedics that bring you know, patients to the hospitals in cases of emergency and such. Those kind of things do cost, but the costs are obviously far less if you don't have a for-profit middleman in the middle there raising the cost, charging highly inflated prices for your need to go to the hospital. If we just fund that place directly, then there's not really the need for that middle person, the health insurance company, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Kaiser Permanente, etc. If they have other types of insurance products they can offer, they can 
certainly you know continue to offer them. They could also certainly continue to offer the same product they have. Just the demand for it is most likely going to go down. But again, the main reason the Republican Party was anti-health care. No, health care should not be a right. That's their position, and that what that's what it was the whole time. Was because they had deep concerns about how health insurance executives would continue to earn $10, 20000000 million a year if we fund hospitals directly. If you, if you fund hospitals directly, the demand for health insurance would go down, obviously meaning their profitability would go down. And for some of them, possibly to the point of needing to declare bankruptcy. Yeah, so the owners of those very particular types of entities and the execs of those entities would have to make adjustments to their way of life. Possibly. They have uh, di diversified their portfolio well enough, they should be fine. You know, even with that particular of the sector, that particular sector of the economy coming to an end. The same is true with, uh, you know, education. Publicly funded universities, so, so someone applies, they get accepted, they start going. The cost of going to the school, the tuition, books needed for class, that, that's all like a, a right, as long as you're accepted to that school. It's a publicly funded school. So how certain financial institutions that have been making a profit off of lending people money at a, in, you know, highly, at an interest rate, you know, where you pay back interest, so that they can go to school, how that specific sector of the economy continues to offer that product that's maybe not as needed anymore shouldn't, again, shouldn't really be the main concern of government officials, but it is of the Republican Party. They're very anti-making healthcare a right because there's people that profit off of it. it. You know, you charge a fee that's, you know, pretty decent amount. This is what it costs tuition, but so then people have to borrow money and pay it back with interest. You know, there's institutions that make money that way. It's a, it's a source of revenue for them. And the people that own those institutions make a lot of money owning them. The Republican Party is protecting that. That's what they're protecting. That there's not really a true justification for not having hospitals and schools. And it doesn't mean you're socialist. If you go to school more often, you take Econ 101 and... I don't know, poli-sci and other kinds of things, civics, and you'll understand that better. Get a better understanding of what the various isms are in their various pure sense of the word. Uh, we've always been a bit of a hybrid. Certain socialist ideas like the interstate freeway system, the FFA, um, PBS, you know, whatever, like any sort of publicly funded thing that the public can access you know, national parks and stuff and whatever. Like, capitalism is any business that basically exists, you know, like that isn't a government-owned business, which is basically most business. Even a partnership with a business is not really socialism or something, government partnership. So we've always been a hybrid, and we would continue to be even if we had hospitals and schools that people could go to. You know, it doesn't mean we'd be socialist. Uh, no, it doesn't really make any sense. Why would everyone make the same amount of money, and why would everything, every business, be government-owned? 
simply because we have publicly funded hospitals and schools. It's a very strange and stupid sounding argument, so you should stop saying it. Like, it, it's like, if that's your defense or whatever, there shouldn't be hospitals and schools because, like, socialism. What you're admitting is you listen to a lot of conservative media. <laughs> yeah, so which one of the ones off the list that I, that I said do you watch? Is it Sinclair, Fox News, Breitbart? OAN, InfoWars, which one of those are you listening to way too much to where you're against healthcare being a right? Hospitals where they cure the sick, you're against that. How did you get there? What information source told you that you shouldn't be pro-hospitals and schools? You know, so maybe switch that off every once in a while. There's a lot of better ones out there that don't just tell you what to think. Use your free will, but use it well. Make sure you register to vote. Stay safe out there. God bless. This is Gary. Thinking out loud.